1: It's a lot easier than you think, and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You can just host your extra spare room. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com host.
2: It's brand new season two.
1: Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're discussing changing healthcare plans and graduating in the middle of a pandemic.
0: Joel, this is a Friday episode. And like we have been doing on these Friday episodes, we're diving into basically financial news and the headlines and how that impacts our personal finances on an individual level. And so right for the past couple months, that has had a lot to do with COVID-19. And while that is still in the headlines and that's still affecting us, we're going to continue to focus on the bits of news from this past week and just other articles that we come across that we find interesting, but again, specifically in how it pertains to our personal finances. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about today and so much of it is tainted or at least uh at least marked
1: by what's happening with the pandemic right and for folks that are graduating in the middle of it i think you know there are some difficulty but there's some silver lining there too i think we've got some good stuff to share with with folks who are getting out of college and also too we're going to talk about healthcare. we're going to talk about student loans because there's one really interesting thing that people have to know that's happening if your student loans have been deferred like most people who have federal student loans there's one little catch that's happening to people and, and we have to talk about that yeah yeah, but before we get to that, Matt, I saw this stat that a lot more people are watching TV. Roku, uh, the streaming company, I've got a Roku TV at home. They reported. Me a- too. OD? Oh, nice. Look at that. <laughs> you know that. We both have the same TV. That's right. I'm not about that. <laughs> but uh, Roku reported an 80% jump in streaming hours on its platform in April. So I want to know from you Is
0: your TV viewing up 80%? <laughs> Honestly, man, our TV viewing is probably up more than 80% because, like, literally before, we would never watch TV. Like, we weren't watching TV. We, Kate and I would hardly watch movies. Movies, um, but since the pandemic started, we did start watching more. <laughs> Specifically, we would watch a movie on the weekends to kind of differentiate and distinguish the difference between the weekday and the weekend. Because with the schools closed and the kids always at home, man, all those days were blurring together. And so for, for us, everyone, <laughs> yeah, this was a, a tangible way for us to kind of mark the weekend. It's like, all right, time to watch. In our case, a Marvel movie. Yeah, that's, I was gonna say, how far? How far are you through the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Uh, I don't know, like ninety-five percent of the way through. We've got two more movies oh wow uh yeah it's super nerdy but like this entire series of marvel movies essentially they're called the infinity saga (laughs) because so all these movies were playing into this overarching storyline and we've totally gotten into it it's so only really a couple of movies away from being able to you know put a bow on that chapter of our lives but uh what about you though uh have you and emily been watching more yeah it's definitely increased um and i'm trying to make it through the irishman right now oh
1: fancy it's like really long and pretty I heavy too right I, well i like the mobster films the old school <laughs> mobster films like casino and goodfellas yeah. and stuff and it's definitely in that vein but um Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's been a while since I've watched one of those kind of movies. And it's just, I don't know. It's just not piquing my interest, but I'm only like an hour into it. So maybe I'll keep going. But no, we have been watching a little bit more overall. And probably close to 80% more because yeah. we were like you. I mean, we'd watch a little bit more TV than, than I think you and Kate, but, but we probably went from two hours worth of watching TV a week to five hours worth of watching TV yeah. a week. So it, it definitely has
0: increased. That seems
1: reasonable. So we're like normal everyday Americans yeah. in that regard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, in particular, too, this article is mentioning how Roku specifically saw a massive increase. And I think that's because, so you mentioned your TV. We've got a very similar TV where Roku is built into the operating system, yeah. basically, of the TV. And that is just so smart. I'm sure the Fire Stick... and Apple TV have seen increases as well, but because Roku has partnered with these TV manufacturers and it's coming pre-installed, yeah. that's why I'm using that. Right before this, I used to be an Apple TV guy because uh, I've got you know I'm an Apple products kind of person. But the Apple TV is just the device that connects to your TV so you can watch stuff, and it costs as much as a TV with the built-in <laughs> Roku software. It costs as much, but they, they can be expensive, especially if you get the the nicer ones. But the fact that the Roku was built in, it was super convenient, and so you know what, it was built in. I started using it, and now that. That's what we use. Yeah. So I think that goes to show how much of our behavior is is dictated by things that are easy, (laughs) right? Like the psychology is like, make it easy and I will do it. And that's totally what's happened here. Yeah, I think we tend to spend more money or waste more time when things are easy. That's for sure. Absolutely, man.
1: All right, Matt. But first, let's get into the good news for this episode. Good news. Yep. We got to hit that up.
0: And and so yeah, there are. (laughs) I felt like that almost sounded like an air horn a little bit (laughs) the way I said that, which which I'm not trying to go for. We we can. I can get an (laughs) air horn in here. We can make it happen. No air horn sounders. (laughs)
1: I think that might free people out in their earbuds, you know, but yeah, there are some good things happening in the midst of some crazy times. And the first thing I wanted to highlight, Matt, was something I saw in in our local paper, the AJC, was about some of our local farmers and how they're kind of doing in this tumultuous time. And they covered a a few different farmers here in the state who used to almost exclusively sell to high-end restaurants. But that's not really happening right now, right? Their, their business has completely had to shift in this time. Now these farmers are spending every single week making deliveries to individuals at their homes, right? And so these farmers have had to completely change their business model. Some of them said they didn't even accept credit cards and now they have to accept credit <laughs> cards, right? Because they have to please individual consumers. So I was happy to read that article that these farmers are doing well. They've been able to continue to sell their crops because we're all cooking more at home now, right? Yeah. And we, we, need, we need their produce in our homes as opposed to at the restaurants right now. And yeah, their ability to be flexible, to change a business model. And some of them are even launching CSA programs, right? Which, you know, you might get a, a box of veggies every week or every month community supported agriculture yeah exactly and so yeah it's just cool to see how these farmers are able to, to change their business it's not always easy to change your business model right on a dime and they've been able to make it happen
0: Yeah. And what's key here is the flexibility, right? I think there are some industries that don't allow for more flexibility, right? I think of the airlines. There's not much else that they can do, right? (laughs) They can't really pivot to provide some other service. They just have to either scale back to provide safety, but they're still going to fly. Like they have airplanes, contracts with airports. I don't know all that goes into it, but there's just a lot of framework and and structure that surrounds that industry. And there isn't much flexibility that can occur. But then there are other industries as well. Uh, Some that have gotten hammered, like I'm thinking of restaurants, But at the same time, I think restaurants uh, are a perfect example of where you can still stay in business by being flexible, right? Maybe before, takeout was a very small portion (laughs) of what you provided, right? Like people came to your restaurant because they wanted to sit in it because it was beautiful and it was in a good part of town. But, you know, the ability to be flexible and seeing what it is that people are looking for, whether that's, you know, meals that they can take home for their family or even meals to take home to freeze and kind of partially make at home, you know, a few days later, that kind of thing. Finding ways to be flexible is going to, I think, be the difference between uh, not just industries, but specific businesses within industries as to whether or not that they're going to get through this rough patch. Yeah.
1: I've seen stories about people virtually teaching how to cut your your spouse or partner's hair. I've seen people remote teaching dogs, right? Obedience school for dogs. Oh, nice. Like all sorts of things can pop up where it seems that what you do has to be done face to face right has to be done in person and we're realizing people are realizing you know what i'm going to have to make a pivot the only way to make a pivot is is to try this virtual business and yeah. pe- people are responding and it's actually kind of become kind of interesting to see how certain businesses are are taking off and doing well in kind of a virtual economy and i know that's not the case for everybody obviously a lot of businesses are hit really hard if you work in the airline industry it's really hard to pivot yeah, yeah. <laughs> right now but but it is working for some people and, and it's a necessity for a lot of people right
0: to figure Figure out what your business is going to look like kind of in this new era. Totally, man. All right, a quick little bit of good news if you're looking for work last week we talked about looking for sector specific opportunities uh, on the on the podcast but if you just need a steady job that pays decently well right now uh, you can apply to become a contact tracer there have been a lot of government positions that are opening up uh, that are covid 19 related and so you can go to governmentjobs.com and this is different from federal jobs if you go to the site you're not going to be kind of spinning your tires you know looking at jobs that are only available across the you know on the other side of the country these are going to be local and state specific to, hey, to where you live and so type, type in your zip code type in your city and you'll find local jobs yeah exactly so if that's you and you're looking for a job be sure to check out governmentjobs.com
1: yeah it seems like those contact tracer positions are paying somewhere between 15 and 25 bucks an hour something like that uh, depending on the state so yeah you need to apply locally I think each state is doing their own hiring and they're doing it differently but governmentjobs.com is is a good place to go look for those jobs Matt let's talk about one more piece of good news and the IRS just clarified, uh, they gave some new guidance about healthcare plans, right? Normally your healthcare plan is set in stone for a year after open enrollment closes, right? This year is a little different though, and the IRS is allowing employers to let you change your healthcare plan now, right? So if you've been furloughed, you could potentially drop your healthcare coverage, or if you came into the year without coverage and now you realize you wanna have healthcare coverage, well, you might have the ability to sign up for a healthcare plan with your employer. It's important to note, the IRS has said that employers can do this, not that they have to or must. So it's important to reach out to your employer and specifically ask that, especially if you haven't gotten any communication from them saying that it's allowed, right? But it's good to know because there are probably some folks in this boat, Matt, where they would like to be able to change their health care plan. They'd like to be able to hop on and get some coverage if they don't currently have it. And the IRS has said
0: this year, it's it's possible. You can do it. Yeah, and one of the reasons they're doing this too is that experts are hoping that by offering the ability to to gain coverage that workers would feel a little more comfortable coming back to work, living in this, you know, COVID nineteen world that we live in. You might feel a little you know, hesitant to come back to a workplace uh, where there's other people there if you're afraid of getting sick and, and as to whether or not, you're, you know, you're going to be covered were that to happen. And yeah. so it's nice to be able to provide some of that confidence to employees as they're looking to come back. And even if that's not going to affect you, you know, something that a lot of folks might want to do, though, is to change their FSA allocation. Many folks will be putting off health procedures until 2021, and so, you know, ceasing these FSA contributions for the rest of the year might make a lot of sense since that's going to be money that you probably won't utilize fully, right? And so the great news here is that employers are allowed to give you that option now as well. Again, this isn't something that's necessarily mandatory for them to offer you, but it is an option. Yeah. And FSAs,
1: uh, flexible spending accounts, they are use it or lose it. So if you have allocated money in there and you don't get around to using it that year, well, then you're out of luck. You lose that money. So it is important that you suspend contributions. If you're allowed to, if you don't feel like you're going to be able to to use all that money this year, right? And dependent care FSAs are also a, another element of this, right? They're really helpful in normal years. But if your daycare has closed for months on end, you might not need to contribute as much to that FSA as you had previously planned. So pulling back those contributions, if your employer allows it, it's another way to be able to put more money back in your pocket and not putting it towards something that you're not actually going to be able to get benefit from.
0: Yeah. Otherwise, you can go in for that fourth physical uh, of the year, if that's really your thing. <laughs> Andrew, let's get to our, our news here on student loans. Uh, if you are listening and you have federal student loans, you are likely really enjoying not having to pay that loan uh, while also not accruing any interest, right, until October. But watch out for a potential ding to your credit score. Some student loan servicers have been reporting this deferment to the credit bureaus. And of course, this negatively impacts the borrower's credit. Some borrowers have even seen up to a 100 point drop to their credit score, which is pretty insane. And while that might be scary, you can take some comfort in knowing that that shouldn't be the case, Thanks to the CARES Act, this is not supposed to happen. Yeah, Matt, you said it's not supposed to happen? But it, but it is happening to some people. Sometimes right? it does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And this deferment
1: wasn't even something that people chose to partake in. It was kind of this automatic thing. It was this automatic suspension of those loans for six months. So it's important for people to go and check their credit score and to check their actual credit reports at the site annualcreditreport.com in order to ensure that their credit hasn't been hurt by this deferment. And we mentioned recently, Matt, that, that people can check their credit reports now weekly at annualcreditreport.com. It used to be free only once a year, and now it's free every single week which is great. And so if this deferment has negatively impacted your credit score and it's on your credit report, it's important to contact your servicer and let them know. And if they won't fix it, then file a dispute with the three credit bureaus. You want to make sure you get this removed because, yeah, it can cost you money in other ways. Your credit score has such a major impact on your overall financial life, your financial health. And I don't think these services are doing this on purpose necessarily. I think they probably just had procedures in place and they didn't update them, right, for right. for kind of what's actually happening and what the CARES Act says. They just assumed people going into Deferment, well, we report that to the credit bureaus. Well, they're not supposed to do that right now. So if this mistake has been made, it's important for you to be aware of it and then for you to go about correcting it in whatever way you can.
0: I feel like this is another instance where there is something good that the government is trying to do for us but in the end it might get a little bit messed up and it comes down to us to make sure that we that we're being proactive and kind of cleaning up the mess if there is one yeah exactly (laughs) the responsibility in the end lies with us as individuals uh, oftentimes so man next we're going to talk about college higher education our thoughts on graduating in the middle uh, of this weird time that we find ourselves in we're going to get to that right after the break
1: And now a word from the show's sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work
0: hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net
1: using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. I'm guessing that a lot of listeners are starting to solidify their summer travel plans. We always like to get the families together, Matt, for a week at the beach every single summer. We've already got that trip to St. Simon's on the calendar. Pump for that. But sometimes those vacations. or you do some optimizing and make some money off it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb, you just need to start using it. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All right, Matt, we're back from the break and let's get into talking about college because this is, this is a weird time for higher education right now. And Matt, you and I, we, we discussed, is college worth it back in episode 139? We had a lot of thoughts. And ultimately, you know, we said there are a lot of good things about going to college, but then, then there are some reasons to avoid it too. But I guess the biggest question now in like the COVID age is has the value of college gone down? And will the price of getting a higher education actually decline too? So, Matt, what do you think? Where's the value proposition of people going to college? Does, does it still make sense for people to be shelling out big bucks to go to major
0: universities if their learning is taking place mostly online? Yeah. I think the answer is no. (laughs) We should be paying that much money for like a Zoom education, right? Like obviously the experience part of of colleges is it's such a huge part of the draw. And, you know, it's truly a big benefit at the same time. And so, you know, this year might be the perfect year to to take a gap year, whether you have a kid graduating from high school or maybe you are currently in college in the middle of your education. Oftentimes when folks talk about the experience of being in college, like really what they're talking about is kind of being able to make friends, hang out, like go to football games, like party on the weekends or all the time, whenever. (laughs) But there's also this ability to experience life, In a quote unquote, like safer environment than out in the real world. I think the consequences of these small mistakes, they may not be as big when you're you know, a college student. And unfortunately, that's something that people are kind of missing out on. Yeah, your, uh, your RA might be a little more forgiving or campus police even, yeah, <laughs> as opposed to the real police. <laughs> exactly. So I feel like that that's one of the sort of softer benefits that we receive from a college experience that uh, that students are going to be missing out on, aside from the ability to, to learn effectively in person as well. Yeah,
1: I think in episode 139, when we talked about it, that's kind of where we came down was actually it's those soft experiences. It's it's, it's the relationships, it's the connections that you make when you're at college that mean just as much, if not more, than the education itself. And especially in, in a society where 50% of the people that graduate from college end up working in a job that doesn't require a degree upon graduation. I mean, that statistic is crazy. And so, yeah, I think especially now, when going to college means taking classes online and missing out on that huge chunk, that huge benefit of what the campus provides you. I think this might be the perfect gap year for a lot of people, whether you're in the midst of of getting your education or whether you're just about to go off to college.
0: It might be time to consider whether that's still the best move. Yeah, hey, you also might want to consider going to maybe a cheaper school for the time being as well, right? Maybe a local community college to, to get some of those core classes out of the way for the twenty twenty one school year. Online learning is happening like regardless of what school you end up going to, so you might may as well try to save some money. Yeah. Yeah. And one more thing too, if your
1: family's income has been reduced and the financial aid package that you receive to go to school just isn't that great. Well be sure to ask for more financial aid. And and that could actually allow you the ability to continue your education at a school you love at home, though, in all likelihood for, for a lot of people, but for a similar out of pocket price to that local community college. So if that financial aid package is not enough, file an appeal based on a change in circumstances. And Matt, there's this website, too. We'll link to it in the show notes. Swift Student. is It's a free website that helps parents and students who are seeking adjustments to their financial aid package. So it can help walk you
0: through that. Yeah, because the fact is a lot of parents' uh, income has changed <laughs> right. uh, in the past several months. And so, uh, unfortunately, I think it's probably changed for the better when it comes to receiving financial aid. So that's a a small bright spot. Yeah, so college education still really really valuable I think, but not at any cost, right?
1: Matt, we've talked about that before too, that a college education is great, but if you're paying sticker price, if you're paying full retail for this upcoming school year when you're not getting access to all those other things that
0: have a big impact on the value of that education, then you need to rethink things. Yeah, and obviously this is assuming a lot. You know, we we're, we're going to learn a ton in the coming weeks as to what the schools are going to do, as to whether schools are going to open or whether all classes are going to be, you know, distance learning online. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. let's talk too about graduating in the middle of a pandemic uh, because I
1: think that's going to be kind of a a memorable uh, time, (laughs) right? I think a lot of people are going to remember these
0: virtual graduation ceremonies. Yeah, stuff like this always fascinates me. Sorry to interrupt. But like when we're living in it, you don't really see how historic something like this is. Like I even think back to the housing crisis like 10, you know, 12 years ago. And I remember it being a big deal. But at the same time, it wasn't I guess, that big of a deal. Like You kind of just move on with your life and this is just how things are. But it's not until you kind of leave that era and you look back and you realize how massive that was. And all signs point to how this is just going to be way bigger and it's going to have much more of an, an impact and, and just the ripple effects from this pandemic are going to be much longer lasting yeah it's almost amplified in retrospect yeah, right? yeah. absolutely well uh, for a lot of people it's it's not going to be
1: the good kind of memorable right i think a lot of people are are nervous a lot of kids are nervous as they're getting their degrees and they're like well where do i go now and how do i navigate the job market job offers in particular are on hold for lots of companies right now matt we've got a, a friend who's a lawyer who's applied for a job and
0: they say they're going to give him a job offer but it hasn't come for months now. So yeah. let's say that again. He's a lawyer. He's an attorney <laughs> right. and he's a very good one as well. But he happened to be in between jobs and everything's on hold for him, which is insane. It's it's crazy to think that someone who has a successful career, he's in this exact same position that a lot of recent graduates are finding themselves in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think so. It's easy to get bummed
0: uh, and blame how unfair the
1: current job market is and, and the climate overall. And we can all admit that it stinks, right? But, but wallowing in the crumminess of the situation isn't going to help things. It's not going to help recent graduates. So if you are graduating college right now, it's important to not let the circumstances keep you down. And I think, Matt, we've got some thoughts, some tips that could could help kids that are graduating maybe rethink the, the situation that they find themselves in and-, and potentially put a positive spin on things.
0: Yeah, you know, I don't want to be too unrealistic, but like some graduates will actually I think thrive by leaving school in the middle of these harder economic times, you know? Like we're going to encourage students to look on the bright side. Your smartest and brightest friends might also have limited opportunities right now. Few employers are knocking down their door with, you know, these really nice offers. So look into starting something together that fills a void where you can solve a problem. And this is always true, but especially in today's economy, like you don't need anyone to give you permission to start something great. You can just go for it. I think back to like Kate and I, we started our photography company back in two thousand seven and two thousand and eight. We were obviously aware of what was going on back then. But sort of like what I said a second ago, like we were just kind of moving on (laughs) with our lives. And what we had specifically realized was that we had discovered a problem that needed to be solved. Mm. And so that's what we want folks to kind of focus on. Like what is the problem that that you can solve or where you could provide some sort of helpful service? Man, I feel like that is... Always the place to look, right? The need that's not being fulfilled,
1: the, the place where you feel like your greatest strengths can serve this weakness in the market, whether it's online, whether it's a local business, whatever it may be, right? And, and Matt, I think two people might be thinking, well, how am I going to start a business, especially when nobody wants to loan anyone money right now, right? There's going to be less access to loans to get your business started up. And I think this can actually be a good thing too, right? I think figuring out how to start a business with no money often leads to a greater level of creativity that people never would have tapped if, if they've yeah. been granted funding and what a better position to be in a little bit down the road when you've started a business that's debt free and it's the kind of bootstrapping and resiliency that gets baked into the dna of a company and also it gives you the ability to weather future downturns right the more lean that your business is the less recurring debt payments you have every month the more svelte you are essentially the better off you're going to be
0: Man, I could not agree more, right? If if you can weather the the great lockdown <laughs> of twenty twenty, I'm guessing you're gonna be able to weather a lot of upcoming storms, right? And so maybe some questions to to ask yourself would be like what differentiates you from from others, you know, or like what advantages do you specifically have? And then beyond yourself, look to specific industries, you know, like what is missing in this industry where you have an education and like what problem can you solve? How can you improve something, you know, that just sucks? Those questions will get you started down the right path to finding a career or starting a business that is uniquely suited to your skills and your interests as well. Yeah, and then
1: even if your startup business right doesn't sell for like Instagram dollars for billions, or I remember Matt, do you remember when when Google offered Groupon, I think eight billion dollars, <laughs> and the Groupon people were like, no, 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 we're good, and I think they regret that yeah. a whole lot. <laughs> but but you know, you're, you're the likely like missed our boat, right? The likelihood of of anyone's business attracting those kind of dollars, it, it's pretty low. But it's important to remember that learning doesn't end with graduation, right? That that continued lifelong learning is so important and you're going to learn so so much by starting your own business in all likelihood more than you would working for somebody else right and of course i think graduates should take a moment to celebrate what they've accomplished to be Thrilled that they're done with school. I know I was. I was like, man, I'm never going back to school.
0: <laughs> it was great while it lasted, but I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, you, I think you're th- you're probably thrilled to be out of like that structure of going to school. You know, like going to classes, having professors, just like that whole thing. Because I feel like you are, like, you are constantly kind of honing your skills, right? Like you're always kind of sharpening the knife. I feel like you're definitely a, a lifelong learner. Man, it's interesting.
1: There's something so different between someone telling you to read a book and then <laughs> you wanting to read a book. <laughs> and so, I, yeah, I there, totally agree. There are so many books that. In high school, I didn't want to read, or that in college I didn't want to wake up for that 8 a.m. class. And now those books are by my bedside table or on my <laughs> library app that I'm listening to the audio book. I mean, I'm just thrilled to learn and and to pick up more knowledge. Always, like I'm, I'm I feel like I'm reading frequently because it is just this way to, to yeah continue to be a lifelong learner. And yeah, man, we talked about that more actually in episode one nineteen, the power of investing in yourself. And that is one of those things too for, for college graduates for graduating in the midst of this pandemic. Don't assume that your education is over. Even if you never pay a dime to an institution that provides you know higher education for the rest of your life, you can still invest in yourself. And, and oftentimes the, the most important investing in yourself is free. There's so many ways for us to continue to grow as people, even when we're done with school.
0: And you even might find that as you age and get a little more mature, you might find learning to be a little more fun as well, well like Joel. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and Joel, I want to mention uh, Business Insider. They recently put together a post of some of the best commencement speeches like of all time. <laughs> and we'll share that in our show notes. Uh, they, they include a wide variety of folks, like from, from JFK to Stephen Colbert to JK Rowling. So if you're looking for more inspiration and advice from some of these remarkable individuals, be sure to check that out. Yeah, man, I think if I was 21, 22, graduating from college,
1: I would probably be a little freaked out right now, but hopefully the things we've just talked about there, thinking about the silver linings that could potentially be there for you as you are graduating. It, it feels like a tough time to be graduating. You know, It's just like it did graduating in the middle of, of the great recession for people graduating in 2008, 2009. It was a tough time to be leaving school, but it could actually be an awesome time. If you're willing to pivot, you're willing to do something different and maybe carve out an alternate career plan that wasn't necessarily on your radar before.
0: Nice. All right, man. Well, that's going to be it for this episode. We will always have episodes on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. But every Friday episode, we will continue to dive into the news and the headlines and how it pertains to us and our individual dollars. Yeah. And you can always go check out more. You can find all our episodes and more on our website at
1: howtomoney.com. All right, Matt. Until next time, best friends out. Best friends out.
3: apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast that's right oh hi i'm rachel zo and my podcast climbing in heels is back and better than ever you might know me from the rachel zo project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross.